You've come to hear what Psyche says. I'm Dr. Stephanie Vaughn, a clinical psychologist. And I'm Sarah Kamita, a licensed professional counselor. We're just a couple of therapists without a target audience for this podcast, but hope it can be of some help to someone somewhere. Good afternoon, Sarah. Hello, how are you today? (laughs) I'm good. Um, So which one are we doing today, you ask? We are doing the piggybacking um, podcast. You mean like when a kid hops on their parents' back and goes on a piggyback ride? Wrong. Is that what you're talking about? No. I don't know if I made this up or not but because I've used it for so long. Um, Caroline and Sally both knew what it was when I said it, but I think I've taught both of them this. Um, So what piggybacking is... Mm -hmm is you know how I mean not that this happens to you not that anyone in your life does this (laughs) but you know how with couples how let's say that you are the one who brings up problems um and your partner likes to think that they're more laid back or something and so they they don't bring up problems (gasps) unless you bring up a problem ah you know so like you're the one that brings the problem up and you're like Hey, you know, I really don't like it uh, when you forget to take out the trash on Monday because mm-hmm. the trash comes on Tuesday, and it's really frustrating because you know I try to make sure that everything is ready to go and that um, it's tied up and everything, and then it's like the Tuesday they come and then the bags are still sitting there, and it's just like I feel like I'm the one doing my part and you're not doing yours, and they're like, well, but you know you don't you you forgot to I don't know clean the dishes yesterday so nothing like related to the trash but just like another thing correct okay Okay. so I think of conflict as you know the person who brings it up is the one who has the stage Mm -hmm. I know that you like to go see plays or musicals or whatever sure I do and you know the term upstage Yes, and I, I believe that means closer to the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but to upstage someone means like, oh, I wish we had the mm-hmm. video right now because it's like this, and yes. I'm sort of reaching across Sarah right now. Like, they just kind of step right up in the gotcha. way where you maybe you were the star, mm-hmm. but I'm going to upstage you, and I'm going to do it bigger and broader. I'm going to make it about Stand me. Stand in front of you and take the spotlight. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so in conflict... Piggybacking is, I think of it as piggybacking because the person who brings it up, the first, the first person, they unfortunately get the credit for being the asshole. Mm. I mean, we can say that here. We're adults. Sure we are. They, they get the credit for that. And the other person doesn't because they didn't bring it up in the first place. It's like, well, you brought up the problem. I'm just sort of you know, giving my part. And we're just having a conflict that you brought up. Mm-hmm. So they get to air out their grievance and make it about them, but they didn't set the stage up in the first place. So they get to go around thinking, and so does the person who brought it up, thinking that, like, well, I'm just laid back. I never bring up problems. You're always the one who brings up the issue. And I see this with couples a lot. And, um, you know, not to be stereotypical at all, but, and, um, I see men piggyback a lot with women, women, um, you know, will bring up an issue and then their husbands, um, from my experience will then add on or upstage the problem. And then to make matters worse, sometimes it'll go back further. further. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, well, 
I didn't do the dishes, huh? Well, let's talk about last weekend yeah. when well, you didn't clean the toilet. Yeah, or, or even it becomes not even about something specific. It becomes something really broad. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a giant battle. And it started out with something small, as many of these conflicts do, okay. and ends up in some freaking catastrophe. So I try to coach people on if you're going to bring up a problem, make sure you decided ahead of time that you were going to bring up a problem. It's a good point. Yeah. You don't get to piggyback on the other person. Yeah. But sometimes it just makes sense. To, you know, Are you the about piggybacker? The I mean, I, you know, to, to you know, debunk your stereotype, no. I have been known to be, in fact, the piggybacker at times because it makes sense to sometimes bring up something when the stage is set for a particular topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of it like, you know, you're kind of mooching off the other person's work. Because I know, and people who bring up conflict, it's difficult to do. There's never a good time where you're like, this is an excellent time to ruin the mood. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. things are going really well, so let's bring up a problem. So I admire the person who actually comes and, you know, brings it to the table breaks the pretend, um, you know, the piece that's there that's mm-hmm. not really there, like Pops the elephant. The perfection bubble. Exactly. And- yeah. And so that person already did the tough work. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like the, the hint, the little hen um, story, yeah. the fable, where the little hen plants the seeds. Who will help me plant these seeds? Who will help me harvest these the wheat? Who will help me grind the wheat down into flour? Who will help me bake the bread? Mm-hmm. Nobody does, nobody does, but when it's time to eat the bread, then everybody comes around. <laughs> Everybody's there. That's right. And so it's the same way. Um, we've all got to take accountability, responsibility for bringing up issues if they are a problem. And if they're not a problem, then don't bring it up. Novel. Right? You know? <laughs> Isn't it? Sounds simple. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. But it's funny how, um, you know, some of the folks that I work with, I had a, a guy recently um and it was like well but it's really not a problem Mm -hmm. i'm like okay well then why piggyback on top of your partner's problem if it's not a problem then don't say anything well i'm just sort of airing out the fact that it does happen and i'm such a nice person that it's not a problem maybe it's kind of like think to yourself if it's still a problem in two days yes then you bring it up or tomorrow yes It's the same when we talk um, to parents about bringing things up with kids past 8 o'clock. If it's a problem, it'll be a problem the next day. If it's worth discussing at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, it's worth discussing at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock the next morning. Yeah. I think, you know, thinking about this maybe from the person who is sometimes the piggybacker, I, I think maybe sometimes it's not just like, oh, the stage is set it's a good time to talk about this problem. I think sometimes it's done in defensiveness. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of like someone is, you know, has, it shines a spotlight on them. Like, Oh, this is something you don't do right. And instead of taking ownership for that or validating that person, it's kind of like, let's just shine it the other way yes. and look at the other person. Yeah. It's like, look over here, look right. over here. I mean, it's a way to distract the other person mm-hmm. and it, People are easily distracted mm-hmm. by things like that. Any criticism is going to distract the other person from their purpose, which was to bring up the issue to begin with. One way of, if you're the person who tends to piggyback and you do it out of defensiveness, 
one of the best um, techniques to manage that is to really look at the original person who brought it up, to look at it as it really is a blessing to get that kind of criticism Mm -hmm. because the person is bringing something to your attention and trust that you are able to handle it and that the two of you will come to a resolution in some way. Yeah. So it's information that you might not otherwise have. So I like to think of criticism like that. Mm -hmm. And I I can always, I mean, you've heard me get criticism within the last week. Yes. And I like to think of that as an opportunity to just really listen and think about, okay, what's the validity to this and what can I do with this? How can I make this into something constructive? You know, as well as I do, I could easily be like, well, but this and look over here and look over here, but that's not beneficial to anybody. If you do that, then we have what I call the third problem. So there's the first problem I'm bringing up, which is you didn't take out the trash. We have the second problem, which is, well, you didn't do the dishes. And then we have the third problem, which is the way we're communicating. And the way that we're communicating is a major, major issue. That is what happens in therapy when we do couples therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of couples who come in thinking that the couples therapist is the, like the judge. The referee. Yeah, the referee. (laughs) And I hear people say all the time, and I mean, it's a natural tendency to be like, well, I didn't get to tell my side. Right. Well, they didn't hear about what she did or what he did. And so they think this or they think that. And really, the couple's therapist is looking more at the third problem, which is the way that the two of you are communicating. And if you're the one going, well, but I and you, and then Mm -hmm. eh, that doesn't look so good. Yes. What do they say? When you point a finger, you've got four pointing back at you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one, Sarah. Thank that's you. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess that's probably about it about the piggyback. So don't do that. In short, don't do yeah. the piggyback um, conflict I, resolution strategy. Yes. I guess I just want to say the way that you handle conflict, Dr. Vaughn, is admirable. Thank you. That's nice. And I don't What's think... coming next? Well, <laughs> What's coming? No, I don't have a piece of criticism to give you. I'm just thinking it's a, it takes a big person to look at criticism as a blessing, like you said, and as something to gain from it. And I think that's it's a big lofty goal to work towards doing something like that. Well, I appreciate that. That's that feels very good and it feels mm, bad at the same time because I'm like I have to be transparent and it's not easy you know well that's what I want our listeners to know yes that like it is not easy no one likes to receive criticism no and when in doubt shut your mouth that's what I always think I'm like just don't say anything just zip it and breathe and listen and breathe and eventually it will end yes (laughs) eventually it will end So that's your secret. That's the secret. Zip your lips. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, shut your mouth. Because you'll have your turn. You will. You will have your turn. The, you may have to set the stage the next day. Right. But people will come and see your play as well. They will come and see your play. Yes, they will. And if it's done well, they'll buy a ticket to the next one. But not a ticket on the guilt trip. No, <laughs> not a ticket on the guilt trip. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our piggybacking podcast. Yeah. We hope that we are... Oh, wait. No. We have to say... If you have any suggestions for our podcast in the future, a topics that you would like for us to, to discuss, what are they supposed to do? They can send us an email at info at psycheplc.com. They can comment on this podcast or on our Instagram page. Excellent. One day we will get a recommendation, and we would love 
It's going to be really that. an exciting day it for us. Be. We'll pull out the podcast mic and probably do it that same day. We might even turn off the white noise machines. <laughs> we already turn off the white noise machines. We hope we're of help to someone somewhere. Have a good day.